Okay, guys, so welcome back to another episode of the Ico Joker podcast. Um, yeah, so this will now say, um, addition, so I should have said rather another episode of the Ico Joker podcast, podcast or show, whichever ones you fan, whichever ones you fancy. Um, so yeah, this will now be episode number eight, and uh, not that it means anything, I'm pushing uh, 10 episodes now. Um, it's still about a sport that I have so much, still have so much to learn about. Again a bit. Yeah, so um not that it means anything, but the only reason why I mentioned that is because um well, you know, um uh, I didn't think I would ever be um, seeing myself do this. I mean I love the sport, I like the sport, um uh, but the reason why I met Brit bring this point up is just that um I didn't know that um I would be compelled and be encouraged to keep on going going and uh, keep on doing this podcast. Um I actually thought I'd need someone someone to talk with and discuss with at least someone who knows more about the sport than myself and i still lo- I still like to do that i still love to do that um but you know so far the feedback i've been getting on on youtube on instagram people who know that i do this on soundcloud um basically you know so far the feedback has been more on the positive side and uh yeah uh but of course my channel my podcast is still very tiny still very small so i still have uh you know a very 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 long one to go and a very um high heels to climb okay so um getting straight into it now conor mcgregor's loss at ufc 257 um this is something that um even though he handled it graciously and with respect to his opponent um you know he can still congratulate dustin poirier in person um even on that leg that was very okay um his coach coach kavanaugh said that his leg wasn't injured it was just very sore but i mean we looked at the um those pictures on youtube um, of um, conor mcgregor's leg the leg the, the calf of the leg that took those um leg kicks from um from dustin poirier and they were very hard kicks obviously because of what happened to uh, mcgregor's leg it was very swollen so it looks very swollen but um i at first was injured everybody else across the internet elsewhere they all thought um they all seen the same thing as well excuse me they all assumed that it was an injury um but no coach Kavanaugh came out and said that um coach Kavanaugh is very close to um Conor McGregor said no it wasn't injury it's just um I'm saying it's just that his leg his calf was very sore so um I think many people the reason why a lot of people are coming out and they're saying what they're saying is because um I think a lot of them were were actually surprised or hoping and they were banking on uh betting even betting you know <laughs> before that fight if um you'd ask anybody um about the um well, who's going to win who's going to come on top i'm sure 99 percent of people would have said conor mcgregor um but unfortunately the results proved otherwise and many people afterwards just eating their words in a joking way i mean i listened to quite a few podcasts that said that, um you know the bets go like got like this in the hand just uh, making a jokes about the whole situation um that yeah um he won and we were wrong basically and so a lot of people eating the words and apologizing but at the same time a lot of people from the mma community a lot of coaches a lot of mma fighters and athletes they've been saying they've been questioning wondering how well prepared con mcgregor was for ufc 257 um again as i mentioned before the calf kicks were really really brutal and strikes um brutal kicks from um Dustin Poirier and you know Poirier himself even managed to um, take um, some strikes from Conor without let's say um, being flawed or being um, knocked out or being dropped um, 
so i made not quite a few things of what's been what's been happening because it's something that's really taken the um i would say taken my storm but it's like it's come as a shock to many people many people have said that you know connor was himself in that fight um the connor that fought at ufc 178 back in 2014 september 2014 where he won that fight you know that wasn't saying conor mcgregor was seeing now i mean back then that was about what six seven six years ago now uh, so of course between then and now some things you know have changed now some have said that you know connor's been away from the sport for too long and uh, you know a lot has happened in his life you know he now expecting another child i think is it the third or fourth child i'm not sure but i do know that his wife is pregnant with um with um the with the new is she's pregnant with the new with the um, new baby um he, you know, he also is a very busy man. So when he's not fighting, obviously there's charities that he's um, a part of. There's other projects. There's other businesses, other business ventures that he's doing. Of course, the proper um, twelve whiskey that seems to be doing um, really, really well. And he has a clothing line mainly for suits that he's also established as well. So there's a lot of other things he's doing. So when he's outside of the um, octagon, if he's not fighting, he's training, or you know, um, going for a run, forty-five minute run or resting you know there's lots of other things when he's not fighting he's still busy with other stuff so for himself because he was, he's achieved so much success despite the fact that you may not like his trash talking or his behavior but because he's garnered and achieved so much success o- over the years since he in since he came to the scene back in what 2008 you know he's done um he's been doing so many other things so you know because of that his time now is so preoccupied with doing so many other things besides fighting you know um and because of his loss to Justin Poirier back at UFC 250, I say back at UFC 257, it was just the other weekend. And because of his loss at, to Justin Poirier at UFC 257, um, I think in the rankings of the, um, the is it, let me, I hope I'm getting this correctly, the 155 ranking, which is the, is it the 155 weight division? No, there's no such thing. Uh, but in, I think, what I took down was Connor has dropped out of the top five of the UFC 155 ranking and he's moved down two places. Um, now, Eddie Alvarez is another um, athlete that weighed in. He said that Connor needs to become much more. I mean, he made a long statement on a YouTube interview. Um, I can't remember which um, platform, no, which channel it was, but this was a quite a big, um, quite a long statement that he'd made. Um, he had said, um, so Connor needs to become hungry like he was before he, he became a UFC champion. Um, Dustin put a sprint on Connor. It caused um, panics. It, it caused panics. Caused Connor to make mistakes. Connor was not able to stay outside and be creative. And Dustin put put him away. I think it's difficult to fight with a um, hundred million dollars. It's very simple to fight when you ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of you almost have to fight it needs to be it needs to become a part of your character in order to become successful you need to become a fighter connor's done that and he's showed that he can do that and be, and he's beat the best guys in the world when he's hungry and motivated he's got to sit down reevaluate some things and find that guy again that he was i think he's inside of him but it's a matter of bringing him out and invoking that ego evoking that guy again um and even brendan sharp from his podcast the um, below the belt podcast um even he has a few words to say i mean 
this was just one loss, but I'm quite surprised that it's, it's really, really um, either annoyed or kind of surprised um, quite a lot of people within the mixed martial arts community, well, within the combat sports community about what happened because so many people, so many people were, even me myself, although I personally wanted Dustin Parade to win, but um, uh, when I woke up on the Sunday morning um, and looked at just the sparse through the internet, uh, Instagram, YouTube and Google, um, I saw just these um, posts of Dustin Poirier wins and so on. So basically everything, information pointing in the direction that Dustin Poirier won and Conor McGregor lost. Um, so I was really shocked by that, really, really surprised. And, you know, many people, um, Dustin Poirier said himself, a lot of haters, a lot of naysayers, you know, a lot of bullshitters. Um, he proved them all wrong. And yeah, I agree. He, um, <laughs> he really, really did. Now... Brennan Shaw um, even weighed in on the situation and on his podcast, um, the Below um, the Below the Belt podcast, he was talking about um, McGregor basically. In a nutshell, he said that McGregor was wasting too much time trying to prove that he was a really good boxer. That, you know, he was, he he looked, um, Brennan Shaw was looking at what the two guys were doing in the octagon there. Dustin Pro was basically using all the tools he had in his box, you know, kicking, striking, leg kicks, obviously, which he probably used to kind of, um, just get McGregor to just collapse to the floor because they were really, really lethal leg kicks, and basically just finish the finish the finish the job. Gotta keep getting tongue twisted and tongue tied, you know. Sharp said that um, McGregor was concentrating on his boxing and wasn't uh, using the other skills that he had that he has. Uh, he fell in love with boxing. You know, he talked about other um, fighters that can kick: Dan Hooker, Tony Ferguson, Paul Felder, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira dos Santos and uh, and uh, yeah even Dan Hooker who lost to uh, Michael Chandler um, I think basically the point that Shaw was making is that they um, put up really those guys even though they lost like Dan Hooker losing to Dan to um, Dan Hooker losing to Michael Chandler um, who was making his debut in the UFC basically I think they put on much more of a good fight than Conor McGregor did and I'm not trying to um, shit on Conor McGregor at all nothing like that but um, what I'm saying is um, I think even in the Oxygon that um, he, he, to many people especially to the experts and uh, I'm not an expert I'm still very much a novice but even to many of the experts experts that are well vested in this sport they could see that you know, something just wasn't right you know he's a really good fighter Excuse me. He's a really good fighter. Um. So why isn't he using the other skills? It makes him a really good fighter. You know, the really good fighter that he's known to be, that we know him for. Um. So yeah, it, for me, it was like you make one mistake, and the whole, the whole village, the whole family is just like weighing in on you, just weighing down on you. I mean, you're not going to win them all. Yeah, I do know he's got a really um good record of having a lot, many, many more wins than than losses. Um. You know, so for me personally, that's how I took it because everybody was just talking um, about this. You know, um, he's not the same as he used to. He used to be um, uh, just um, shitty. No, I don't think no one mentioned that he should quit. No one mentioned that he, that he should retire. But um, you know, um, just the Conor McGregor that everybody expected to see um, that night, that morning. You know, depending when you saw the fight, wherever you are in the world. The Conor McGregor that everybody expected to see when he entered that octagon, we just didn't we didn't see we didn't see at all. You know, Dustin Poirier really either Dustin Poirier was really lucky or yeah, um, or maybe not lucky. You know, 
Conor McGregor probably it just wasn't his night you know um, uh, you know things have changed and um, I think he probably even though this is my opinion I'm, um, I think I'm going to have to stop saying that I'm a novice because at some point I'm just going to have to you know just make sure that what I'm saying I can back it up with evidence and just to make sure that I know what I'm saying but um, what was I going to say what was I going to say um yeah um you you can even tell i can even tell personally that um he did take this loss to heart because even after the loss um i think the next few posts i saw on youtube was that he was already in the gym training um despite how bad his um the how bad his leg was after um those leg kicks from dawson poirier um he was already in the gym preparing for the next fight and um you know um he's already been harassing um the ufc I say harass because I think from what that's the language they used in the, in the um, in the headlines there, in the news there, that even after the fight between um, himself and Dustin Poirier, you know his loss, he was ready and preparing for the next fight. He was harassing the UFC for a rematch between himself and Dustin Poirier, and as far as I can tell from the last I heard of that, Dustin Poirier had um, had agreed to the fight. So, um, so yeah. Um, but let's let's see what happens. I mean, he's not been cut from the UFC. Um, he's not retiring. Nothing like that. We hear he's preparing for the next fight, uh, for the next match with Dustin Poirier, who's agreed to the fight. Um, I think it's um, the word that was used before was it's going to be like a trilogy, you know, Dustin Poirier, um, Conor McGregor trilogy fight. So let's see what happens. Um, I'm not stressing on Conor McGregor or anything like that, but I'm just going by what's been said by other people. Okay, so um, the upcoming, I don't really mu- um, get much on this um, because, again, it's a situation that I don't know too much about. But um, the upcoming um, John Jones and Garnu fight. Now, I can't really say who who's going to win, and as embarrassed as I am to say, though, though there was um, something going on, on Instagram on and on YouTube of Francis and Garnu just. I think him and aspiring partner, his aspiring partner, were just dishing out jo- dishing out jabs and strikes to his midsection, and um, you know, you know, um, Ngannou just wasn't um, uh, falling down. Basically, just staying um, stood up the whole time. Um, now, I've never seen Ngannou fight, and I didn't check that before making this podcast. So um, forgive me for that. Um, I've, never seen, I've never really seen John Jones fight, but of course I've been hearing about John Jones because of all the things he's been involved in in the past. You know the um, the um, incidents he's had outside of fighting, whereby he had an accident. Was it back in 2015? And I think he um, had an accident with a pregnant woman, and their cars um, crashed, and uh, she broke her arm. He actually fled the scene, and. I'm not sure if this is going to be, if this is has officially been reported, but he made his way back to the wreckage of his car and took some took something and ran away again. And of course, there's the allegations and no, 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 not allegations, but the issues of the you know the steroid use and um, one case that does stand out in my mind. And I can't really remember off the top of my head which UFC event it was, but it was an event a fight whereby you're supposed to fight DC Cormier, DC Cormier, DC, and um, Jones had to pull out because of um, I think he tested positive for banned substance, so he had to be um, he had to pull out of that fight. And DC wasn't happy at all. Then there was some footage on YouTube that I saw of uh, Dana White actually personally telling um, DC, "Well, we sorry, but um, um, 
Jones has tested positive for a banned substance, and uh, therefore, you know, this fight it it can't hold, it can't take place. So, guys, I'm trying to adjust the gate on my interface to just make sure the volume isn't too small or too low. All right, hopefully, you can hear me better now. Um, yeah. So, um, the reason why again why I bring this up is that the the former coach of John Jones, uh, a guy called I think his surname is Gonzalez. Um, now I didn't really understand too much of what um, what he said in his Instagram video that he posted online and um, a particular YouTube channel they picked up and it landed on the uh, MMA news um, YouTube channel called MMA Talk and in it re- really the um, in a nutshell the cusp of what the guy or what the trainer was saying is that um, he doesn't think that John Jones is going to win this fight against Ngani and he's no longer coaching John Jones and he will never coach John Jones again and then he actually went on to say some other things as well that um, he I think he said he's been seeing some sort of therapist or psychiatrist about nervous breakdowns he's been having mental breakdowns he's been having so um, with what he said about John Jones um, I'm not sure if what he said well with what he said about, about seeing a therapist and having those breakdowns well I am not sure as to whether what he's saying about John Jones is 100% accurate. Um, okay, fine, he's not coaching John Jones anymore, but why is that? Maybe there's more to the story, you know, um, I don't know. Um, but, you know, again, this fight, um, Mugani versus Jones, would be an, ins- be an interesting match to watch. Um, yeah, so I won't see. I don't like to talk too much about stuff that I know about or. Um, haven't done my research on properly or thoroughly on so um, I still have to just check out some more of John Jones's fight and Ngani's fights as well but yeah um, I think it's not really um, a secret John Jones has incre- has bulked up his weight size upon some more muscle to just meet up in the weight, same weight class as Ngani so what else we got now the uh big match coming up at UFC 258 Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns Kamaru Usman the Nigerian nightmare now um, to just get a taste of um, Usman's fighting and Burns' fighting I went back to um, watch um, a match where they fought before so I went back to take a look at Usman when he fought um, Gilbert when no when he fought um, Jorge um, Masvidal Jorge J-O-R J-O-R-G if he looks at you think it's called George but I assume it's Jorge Masvidal um, well they both fought UFC 251 last year 2020 uh, so in that fight I could see that um, Usman is a really good um, really good um, wrestler his takedowns are good his clinches are good um, and he seems to be um, the sort of opponent the sort of fighter that can absorb strikes really absorb strikes and shots from the opponents really well without you know um, falling over being flawed and he's also good at checking the stri- his opponent's strikes and kicks as well um, and that match he beat um, he beat Jorge Marfidel. Um now looking at Gilbert Burns um, I looked at a fight he had the most recent one he had with Tyron Woodley at UFC Vegas uh, in May last year on May 30, 2020 um, now he um, uh, from what um, other people have been saying and I looked at the fight first for guessing before actually listening to the opinions of other UFC fighters and um, they did kind of confirm this like Gilbert Burns when it comes to striking and punches jabs he's very vicious and I could 
I could see that when he was fighting Tyron Woodley, um, he basically doesn't hold back or so just lets his opponent have it. You know, so um, for me, I could see what they meant by that, that he's very dangerous on top with his fists. You know, his stand-up is, you know, you, you don't want to be, um, <laughs> you don't want to be at the receiving end of um, of his strikes and punches, basically. And in that fight against Tyron Woodley, he did, um, he did win. And looking at his record, he only has he only has three losses out of twenty two um, matches that he fights that he's had, and Usman has had just one loss out of the eighteen fights that he's had, and also he's a current welterweight champion. I think, um, if my memory serves me correctly, um, Burns is number sitting at number two of the um, of that same weight division. So, what else is there? So yeah, that will, UFC 250 at um, Usman versus Burns, that'll be a very interesting fight to see. I'd like to see that myself. So back to Justin Poirier. Um, now he's recently mentioned, and I think this was particularly mentioned in more detail after the UFC 257 uh, match. Um, he said that um, in a post-fight conference that he feels like the new um, lightweight champion that the UFC should crown him as such and he believes that Khabib is not going to come out from retirement despite requests from Dana White um, now, now let me read um, let me read into that I mean, um, Dana White, um, I think there was all this talk after um, Khabib beat Justin Gaethje last year in October, I can't remember the name of the UFC event off the top of my head but he beat him and uh, brought his record to 29-0 and 0. Uh, but it was said that his father wanted to um, basically wanted to um, uh, wanted him to uh, bring his record up to 13-0 so um, I lost my train of thought that. so um, yeah um, there was always this talk um, about basically um, him um, coming out of reti- retirement um, I think a week after the fight he said no I'm re- no on the same night of that fight, he said that um, I'm retiring. I'm done. This is not. I'm out. Basically, I'm not going to try to make that too technical. But he said um, that um, he's retiring. But a week later, I see on social media that um, he um, that there's been talks between him and Dana White that um, <laughs> that may, that he may come back into fighting. That's really just the conversation. Sorry, um, that's basically just of the conversation. So um, I think Dustin Poirier is confident that the way is clear, the way it is clear, and for him to claim the um, champion position for the weight division that he's in after beating Conor McGregor, and that the UFC should do such. So yeah, and back to the um, uh, Usman versus Burns fight. The fighters that I mentioned that um, were asked about. They were asked about the fight um, between the two guys. Basically, their predictions um, it was about it was about eight, nearly ten fighters were asked: Anthony Smith, uh, Michael Chiesa, Jack Hermerson, Drew Dober. Who's soon going to fight um, on a particular uh, particular event? I can't put my um, finger on it. Brian Kelleher um, Ke- or Keller, Jimmy Re- Rivera, Lerone Murphy, Khalid Tehart. Tom Aspinall um, oh Aspinall that's an, he's an English fighter Mark Diaxi Mark Diakisi I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly uh, Modastas uh, 
Bukowskas. Uh, now, looking at this, there's more Usmans, the name Usman that they said who they believe is going to win this fight. There's more Usmans than there is of Burns. So even many people on the inside, uh, based on what they've seen in the past, um, they do believe that Usman is going to win this fight. Uh, from what I can see, possibly, yeah, Usman will win this fight. Because even, again, I'm a novice, um, I'm still learning so much about this sport, but when someone's punching you like that, you can still, unless if they manage to um, fl- to floor you first, to drop you first, um, everybody was right, this is going to be a tough, tough match. It's going to be a tough fight. Um, Gilbert's striking is very good. It's very dangerous. But Usman's very good when it comes to because he takes down some grappling and you know, his ground game's really good. So, mm, I would go with Usman basically because you, even though your opponent's punching you like that, I think if you're swift enough just to get down and just go for the, just go for their midsection, you will um, you can get a good takedown. And if your um, jiu-jitsu is good, you can keep them on the ground there and um, get them to um, is it a neck crank or so? But you can get them into a position whereby they they can submit and you could win the round or you can win, you could win the fight. So yeah, that's my take on it. But you know, again, just like we saw UFC two fifty seven with Poirier and Conor McGregor, you know, um, everyone could you know the tape things anything can happen. You know, one of the fighters, you know, Burns could. Um, uh, change the whole game it just could just change everything and you know people like me will be eating my words and if i made a bet <laughs> i'll be very very sorry so you know anything can happen so let's just uh wait and see you know the fighter who um the fighter who um who everyone is saying will actually lose this match i mean they may still put up a good fight but still they're not going to come out as the best of fighters they're not going to come out as the successor uh, they they still have that opportunity. They still have that potential to, if they're really really good and they, they really calculate how they're gonna strike, clinch, do a takedown, knee, and if they're really really precise about how they do those things. Because even in the times I've trained with people like Charlie and my um, other um, kickboxing coach, I can see there's uh, much more of a lack of strategy. You really really have to know what you're doing, because when you're dishing out an attack you also have to make sure that you're defending yourself as best as you can because you're going to aim for your opponent in one place they can be aiming for, aiming for you from another place and you just where they're aiming from you just won't see it coming i mean i've had i've seen that before and I've, you know when when i when i was you know when it was explained to me when it was showed to me by one of my coaches it really did shock me that wow this is a you know not going to some of these people are dangerous they really do know how to fight they really do know how to um subdue and just really hurt their opponents uh so yeah in this uh burns versus um versus Usman's fight ufc 258 you know um anything can happen so let's just uh wait and see so guys um <laughs> i'm not gonna bore you anymore with uh my take on things um i could be talking absolute rubbish to some of you people i could be talking a lot of sense to other guys um let me know what you think in the comment section below if you're watching this on youtube um and uh, yeah, all my podcasts I've uploaded them to the major platforms. Again, the only drawback is iTunes, and I can see that if you upload them to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, it looks like yeah, you've really exposed your um, content to the whole world, really, because they look to be before Spotify, they are the, the number one directory for podcasts and for music. Um, so yeah, that one is still in the world. So I think it's an issue with the artwork for my um, podcast. For some reason, Apple just don't like it. And, 
being an iPhone user, I you know I've had the experience of when you want to do a simple thing, there's always so much encryption, so much red tape and bottleneck, and you've just got to get past to do something so simple. So guys, um, yeah, if you enjoyed that, please do leave a like and don't forget to subscribe. Um, you can um, follow me on Instagram. My name is Ikojako One. On Twitter, my name is Ikojako and although many people don't really use it as such on Facebook my name is Ico Jarko and yeah my podcast uploads to YouTube Spotify um, Google Podcasts Stitcher Listen Notes Player FM and still I'm you know I'm trying to expand um, the reach of the podcast trying to, still trying to upload to many other uh, podcasting platforms out there so guys take care and thanks